Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome to a brand new and also a kind of different episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am sitting at my tea table right now, and even just saying that brings me a lot of joy. I don't know why it hasn't occurred to me before to record an episode of the podcast at my tea table, but it's just, it's, it's the most special, perfect place to be. It is, uh, it's interesting, you know, it would never occur to me to record a podcast on my yoga mat because on my yoga mat, I move a lot. It's not a natural place to sit down and bring a microphone and, you know, but my tea table in terms of the setup here, just the physical logistical setup, it is the perfect height to place a microphone. I'm also sitting completely still. I am in a really anchored place after having been sitting with tea for a long time. And um, I'm in my little tea room right now. I have both dogs here with me. Keila and Laika are old ladies that they're 13 and almost 14 that are coming to Sweden with us soon. They're both just kind of getting very senior And they love coming into the tea room with me when I sit and drink tea. They just sleep. They don't really move around a lot. But I have a bunch of candles lit. I am four bowls into this show pour that I'm drinking. This really really grounding tea that I love to drink at night. And it's been a wild and really intense day. (laughs) But I'm feeling so absolutely grounded. And it just occurred to me to... I could, I could record the podcast right now. I don't have to wait for tomorrow when I'm all activated and up and going. I can sit here and share right now. So, hi. <laughs> Maybe this will become a little segment on the show or a little series on the show, like conversations from the tea table. Ooh, do I have to coin that? Okay, I'm coining that right now. <laughs> Should we make it like a monthly thing? 
I'm sure I always wonder, you know, as a listener of this show, if you tune in every single week, it must be a really different experience listening whenever I'm speaking from different kinds of energy, right? Because I have times in my day where I am mega hyper and super energetic and I'm throwing myself from one thing into the next and then jumping into the podcast and I'm sharing something from a really activated place, you know, and then there's times where I'm just kind of tired, you know, or I'm grounded or I'm feeling low or I'm sad. And it must be just a completely different kind of experience tuning into this podcast every week because my energy and my tone of voice is going to be totally different every single time. And I hope wherever you are right now, you're feeling in alignment with this space I'm in here now. So uh, I'm at the tea table. Hmm, I'm going to pour myself another bowl of tea. I wonder if the mic is going to pick up the sound of this. Let's see. Oh, you did hear the sound of like a growling a little bit. <laughs> Not growling, but talking. She talks a lot. Okay, here we go. Kettle to pot. Could you hear that? <laughs> I don't know if you could, but just refilling my bowl for a moment. Ah, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. So this day, this day has been, and I'm not exaggerating, the highest and most intense work day I have had in, I don't know, maybe all year. I'm trying to think back. Also, I have a, I've just a generally a very bad memory. I'm really bad at remembering things overall. I don't know why that is, but I'm trying to think back that I have any major engagement or big thing that I did this year that was more intense than what I did today. I can't remember, but today I had nine hours of production, um, nine hours of filming for this amazing thing, this... I could cry and laugh and smile all at the same time just thinking about this thing that I am in creation of right now. And <laughs> so I've, I've kind of been hinting at this for a while. I haven't talked a ton about it. We did some production for this also in Sweden. So I shared a bit about that too then. But um, I haven't talked that much about it because it's always felt like this thing that I'm working on behind the scenes, right? But I am... I'm creating something really beautiful that I'm going to offer to the world soon. It's going to be available and you'll know all about it in about a month. I think, I hope about a month. I don't think longer than that. I think probably mid-December. It's probably going to align with our move, which is mid-December. And so I can't, I can't, of course, like this is, you know, such a cliche influencer thing to say, you know, I'm do, creating something awesome. Stay tuned. <laughs> and also so annoying for anyone who feels excited about the idea of whatever it is I'm sharing now, but I, it's not ready yet. So I can't give too many details just yet, but it is something that has been moving inside of me, something that has been sort of being birthed through me for over a year now, a lot longer than a year, but it's been about a year of actually putting the wheels in motion to, to make this offering happen. 
And I felt just the idea of, of producing something, you know, cause it's one thing sitting at your tea table, thinking about and contemplating and meditating on the beautiful things that you want to do. Right. And I'm sure you have your own process here when it t- comes to your creative projects or your dreams and the things you want to manifest. It's one thing contemplating that like, Ooh, how cool would this be? You know, having an idea and then maybe journaling on that a little bit, maybe sketching out an outline of it, maybe talking to your friends about it or your spouse or your people, maybe even beginning to think about like, okay, how would I make this happen? What are the moving pieces that need to come together for this to, to, to become right? It's one thing dreaming the dream and thinking the thought and contemplating the idea. And it's a whole other thing entirely to put wheels in motion and actually commit to making something happen and taking the action steps that that requires. And for me, after my burnout, after having been really sick for so long, I, I have felt a huge just hesitancy to commit to anything at all. <laughs> I, I, I'm really serious. I have a really hard time making any sort of commitment when it comes to any kind of creative project or work or even even for joy and just play and things like that. I have a really hard time committing to things because after my burnout, it became so, I, I, when I burned out, I felt so out of control when it came to my own time and my own life. And of course, the only person to blame here was me. There's no one else to blame, but my life became this freight train moving at an unmanageable pace that I couldn't stop because I was always committing to so many things way ahead in the future and thinking that future Rachel will figure that out. You know, future Rachel can do it. It's no problem. I don't need, I don't need space between these things. Let's just go. This is exciting. This is fun. And I would just max out my year every single year, never say no to anything. And just, just even when I felt the feeling like, Ooh, this is going to be hard. There was a part of me that just pushed through. Yeah. You know, what would I, why would I not do this thing? This idea of, I have to keep growing. I have to keep going. I have to keep working. I was fueled by this incessant need to, to, to go all the time, to work all the time, to feel like I was purposeful through producing something. Right. So that is why, I mean, over the past years, every single year I look back on has been full. Every year I look back at has been thing after thing, after thing, after thing, after thing, commitment after commitment. And of course I would get to a place every single year where I felt completely overwhelmed, where I didn't have any free time, no space, no, no rest, you know? And also this glamorized idea of, well, the more hours I work, right, the more valuable I am. So I would kind of parade that in a way of, oh, here's another 18-hour day and here's another three months of back-to-back groups and teacher trainings and as if that was something to be really proud of. And I look at that now and I feel I feel a bit of shame there, actually, that I shared a lifestyle in a way where I was glorifying that kind of life when actually it was just killing me. Right. Actually, it was just burning me out completely.
Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all-natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. And I think, you know, people would say if I ever did, whenever I did interviews or podcasts and things like that, people would ask like, how do you do it all? That was the number one question I would always get. How do you run so many businesses? How do you do all of these things? How do you do this with, you know, all of these balls in the air all the time? Like, what's the magic recipe? How do you do it? And I would always feel so proud of myself. I would feel almost like a little smug about it. And I would, I would try to be really humble and I would go, you know, I have a great team. I would always answer in the same way. I have a great team supporting me every step along the way. And it's all about who you surround yourself with and getting support and feeling like you're really anchored into your purpose, right? Because if you're, if you're anchored into your purpose and you're in alignment with what you're doing, then it doesn't feel like work, right? Like I really told myself that. And I, all throughout these years and this time leading up to my burnout, I was never conscious about the fact that actually I was burning out. You know, I thought I was doing great and creating great things. And I did create a bunch of great things, but I wasn't doing great all throughout that. I was not living a sustainable lifestyle at all. You know, and I could, of course, you know, didn't last forever. A sustainable lifetime would, would last until I die. It would be something really that I would be able to hold for a long time. And this just wasn't that. So... After that, you know, having so many years in a row where I felt completely out of control, like I did not have any control of my own time and I would get to a place of feeling so exhausted. I knew I just, I need time to recuperate. I need a break. I need space. But then tomorrow I had this big commitment. I had a tour. I had a retreat. I had something else that just was impossible for me to schedule, right? Something else that was impossible for me to cancel, right? It was something that, always something that, it, there's no way I can cancel this. Canceling this means breach of contract with somebody or canceling this means disappointing 55 people who have traveled across the world to be here in a group with you. You know, canceling this means canceling a tour. Like it was always something that for me felt 
impossible to cancel, even though many times I wanted to, but I couldn't, or I felt like I couldn't. So I would push through and dig really deep and wake up the next day and go do that thing, right? Like launch into another 23 days of teacher training or go into that big, heavy thing, project, whatever it was that was there. And I would do a great job. (laughs) That was always my big problem, to be honest, is that I would do a great job. If I had done a terrible job, if I would have failed, if I would have disappointed people, if the quality of what I was sharing would suddenly go down the drain, if I wouldn't have success in what I was doing, I think, I think I would have, I wouldn't have had to become as sick, right? But because I have this superhuman blessing slash curse, really it's, it's, 50 50 a blessing and a curse of being able to rally in the midst of crisis and create something epic out of something really hard like that is my superpower i can take the hardest thing the worst moment the lowest low the most chaotic chaos and let me create something badass out of that anyway right it's like my whole life i've had all of this growth and learning happen always through pressure, always through, well, if I don't do this, someone's going to die, right? If I don't hold all of this together, everything is going to fall apart. I have no conditioning and no practice in my life since childhood and adolescence and as an adult of creating from a place of peace. I have no experience doing that. And I can say that now feeling completely neutral about that. I don't feel bad or shame or like that's something wrong with me or anything. Just I have no experience creating something from a place of peace. I don't. And because I have a lifetime of making magic happen out of trauma, making amazing things come from something really terrible, like that is what I do. That is also how I know to create. Now, as an adult, even post-burnout, like sitting here today. And in those years of, of working so intensely without a break, feeling like I had no control of my own time, finally getting to a place of, of, of stopping, right? Which was this combination of becoming absolutely severely ill, a pandemic, stopping not just my life, but the entire world. <laughs> it's funny what it it took to to stop me (laughs) and you know finding toxic mold in our house and having to completely abandon everything I've ever known it was this combination of all of these things right didn't come easy to decide to stop to decide to slow things down but it was kind of like I got to make that decision actually mindfully deciding that I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to work this way anymore. I need space. I need a break. And then the pandemic came and I got a bigger break than I had planned for, right? And after that, now having had two years, I was supposed to have one year. That was my plan. I did my last, actually, I did my last retreat was March of 2020. But I decided in 2019 that 2020 is my year completely off my year with no commitments, my year of space, my year of healing, because I was, I realized I was heading toward something like a burnout. And then I 
somehow squeezed in a retreat in 2020 anyway that I didn't want to do, that I was really, that wasn't in the plan, but I felt like I had to, like really, it felt like I, I felt like I had a commitment there that I had to fulfill, you know? So my last retreat was March, 2020, and it was beautiful. Of course it was, it was special. It was all the things. And then a week later we had our first big lockdown and, um, everything stopped. Right. And I thought I would have 2020 of space, 2020 off. And then 2021, I would be back at it. Right. I would be doing the same things at the same schedule. I just needed a little pause. I would get right back on that train leading toward wherever it was going. <laughs> Cause I was never really clear on where is this freight train going? What is the destination I'm looking for? I was never really clear about that. I just knew I had to keep going, right? So now having had not one, but two years, two years living a different kind of life, right? Two years of space, two years of a different pace. And yes, I've done things and had commitments and it's not like I've been twiddling my thumbs for two years, but two years of a different kind of life, right? Different kind of pace. Throughout this time, I have become deathly scared of commitment (laughs) because the idea of committing to something that maybe in the moment sounds really exciting. An example of that is I would love, love, I would love to do a teacher training. I miss I so miss being in a group, guiding a group of new teachers toward that special, special, special place. All together, it's this big community, heart-opening, mind-blowing experience that I adore. I love leading YTTs. I love it. I miss it. I miss it so much. I thrive in those groups. I would love to plan one. And I know now pandemic has eased up, especially going to Sweden. I could definitely put something on the books. I could make that happen. But the idea of committing to that, meaning I have to decide on a date. I have to decide on a month and then a date at some point in the future when this is going to happen. And then I'm going to tell the world, Hey, Hey, I'm doing a teacher training. Do you want to come? And then people are going to pay for that and commit to that and block out their schedules for that. And then eventually months are going to pass and then that date is going to arrive. And what if in that moment, I don't want to do it anymore? (laughs) I'm laughing now because this is such a childish thing to say, (laughs) but I'm being really honest. What if that moment comes and I've committed to this big thing and now everyone has this big expectation of me and it's this big thing that I made happen, right? I made that decision. And what if in that moment, when that moment comes, I don't wanna, (laughs) and I can say that I don't wanna like a child because that's how I feel. I have this massive need of being able to decide for myself and choose for myself and a big fear of overcommitting myself. Even though the idea of overcommitment is laughable because what I'm talking about is like one thing over there. You know, it's not 25 weeks a year anymore the way it used to be. It would be one time, you know, one one group. And I'm really scared. I'm really terrified. And I'm saying this now 
kind of lightheartedly and laughing about it a bit, but I can also sense this vulnerability there when I, when I speak about this, that there is a, I feel a genuine fear of ending back up in a similar place like where I was. Although I know that's really unlikely because so much has changed for me and I know I do have control of my own life and I don't want to live that way anymore and I have other things on the horizon, a different kind of life coming. The fear is that I'm going to have to force myself to move forward to a place. It's like that feeling of having to having to go show up and hold space for a bunch of people when actually I don't feel ready to hold space for myself. And that fear is, is real. It's really it's really big. And what does it mean? Am I going to be in this place forever and never do the thing that I feel really passionate about ever again? live a life where never, I never commit to anything ever again. I mean, I'm not a child. I am a grown-up. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a grown-up anyway. And being a grown-up means making commitments, right? It means going to work. It means making things happen that you want to make happen. And all of this, I'm sharing this now because it's been very vivid and very present for me, these fears and these, this thing, these things that have happened in, in the past because... I decided a year ago that I had this dream of creating this really special thing to offer. And, um, and it was a dream for a long time and it was a contemplation for a long time and an idea and then a meditation. And then it, it started, you know, expanding into my journal and something that I was talking about. And then at some point I decided that, okay, let's, let's go. Let's make this happen. But still, it was kind of out there in the future at some point. It wasn't really clear because this commitment for me to create this thing, to fulfill this project that I really want to do means producing content. It means filming. It means several weeks of real, like a big commitment of really creating creating this thing. And I felt kind of fine about that because in a way it didn't require a lot of other people. It wasn't like I had a big group of people looking at me, waiting for me to change their lives over here. You know, it was, it would be me filming with a, with Dennis, with my husband, who's our videographer and our superstar production manager of, for everything we do. And then production assistants and the team over at Yoga Girl helping me pull together and work. I mean, there's a lot of work involving a lot of people, but I kind of always knew that if I end up not wanting to move forward, if I end up getting sick, if something happens, I'm not ruining anybody's life. If I were to pause that, right? I still am in control. It's my company. I can I can choose where we go, right? There's no one over there that's going to have their heart broken if I, if I cancel, if I decide to, you know what, this is not the time. So I felt good about that. But then <laughs> came the time of, okay, hey, we got to actually, we got to actually produce, you know, it's time, it's time. And I've been pushing it a little bit and pushing it a little bit. And we decided a few weeks ago that, okay, we're going to set this date to do this because I really wanted to film this portion of what we're creating in Aruba in Luna Shala and Terra Shala and at the studio where I feel the most at home. 
and we have this perfect place to, to create. And, um, so somehow, <laughs> and it's also laughable right now that somehow past Rachel decided that, Hey, in the middle of your most stressful time of, of these past two years, like in the middle of basically your only real peak window of wild, chaotic mess, as you are diving into a transatlantic move, moving your entire life and your family and all the rest of your belongings from Aruba to Sweden to start a new life, in the middle of that last month of all of that peaking, let's do two weeks of production right then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make that happen. <laughs> and I can't really laugh at that now because I have been cursing myself, right? For over a week. Like I know, oh my God, we have so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed. This is crazy. And then this whole move, it's like we have to pause everything that's happening because two weeks I'm spending filming, like literally, full days filming. We don't have a sitter for Leia. It's like, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. And I, for a week I've been cursing myself, like how on earth am I going to make this happen? And I've been worried and, oh, it's going to be so hard and I'm going to feel so stressed about it. And it's like, I'm getting that burnout feeling, just thinking about what's happening. And I've been really kind of freaking out about this thing coming. <laughs> so what do I do? Well, I've been trying to plan and structure this shoot as much as I can, which is not my style, right? It's not my style. It's not my style to sit down and it's not my style to script something. Absolutely not. That is not how I work in any way. I mean, you're listening to this podcast now. Every week I sit down, I record an hour show and I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth up until the moment I hit record, right? I, I cannot script something. But because I had a lot of anxiety about this shoot, and also I want it to be epic, right? I want the things I'm creating now because it's the most important thing I have ever created. And it's this culmination of a year of this intense spiritual, energetic, emotional work. And I want to share it in the most powerful way. It's like a lot of pressure to get this right. I decide, you know what? I'm going to script some stuff. So over the past few days leading up to this shoot, I have been frantically kind of sitting at my computer, going through piece by piece and writing things out, you know, okay, here's what I want to say. Here's how I'm going to say it. Here's what should come first and then what should come next. And then it's going to be like, I'm writing and I'm writing essays basically to structure these pieces of content and these videos that I'm doing. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today, you know, it was the first day of production. I woke up this morning. We had a whole plan, obviously. We have a beautiful production schedule. We've had so much help from the Yoga Girl team that have structured everything. I have to give a shout out to Katie on the Yoga Girl team. She's been the superstar of all superstars, basically 
basically the person holding my life. <laughs> the other day, two days ago, Dennis goes, Hey, did you get, did you get the production document from Katie? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's 88 pages. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's amazing. It has every single thing that we're doing broken down in a perfectly organized structure. There's no doubt in anybody's mind what is happening when, what our sets are going to look like, what we're eating in the in-between, at what time, who is going to pick up Leia to make this happen, you know, pieces of talking points for each piece, like all, everything is just perfect. And then it's just like, it's 88 pages. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm like, you just open day one. And then is of course being not only like a very unstructured person overall, but also a person that doesn't read. <laughs> it's amazing how two people can work so differently. Like how he's the opposite of me. You know, I'm like, we're literally, we work the opposite from each other. And somehow it just turns out awesome at the end. But so anyways, so I wake up this morning, we have this whole plan, like minute by minute for how the day is going to work out. We, my plan was to be in the car with Leia at 7.30 so I could drop her off at eight and then be at the studio at 8.30, perfect lighting and sound. And then the shoot begins at nine and then we go all day. Like that was the plan. Like it was down to the minute, right? So what do you, what do you, what do you think happened? (laughs) So the time we are supposed to be in the car with Leia, we woke up. <laughs> no one thought to like put an alarm or something because we have this hugely important beginning of this massive thing we're doing. <laughs> Not like, hey, let's set an alarm for that to make sure we're up at six so we can get to where we're going on time. And no, no, no thought of that whatsoever. We woke up at 7.30, which is when we were supposed to actually leave. And, you know, hauling ass in the morning and, and I have to put on makeup, you know, I, because whenever I'm on camera, so my face isn't all shiny, like I need to put, and then I'm not used to putting on a full face of makeup that that's like a thing for me to do. And I got to pack all of my, the whole wardrobe and get Leia ready for school. And Dennis has to go with all the equipment. It's just just like a mess, right? So of course the whole morning did not plan out the way it was supposed to. And we are two hours delayed for everything we're supposed to do. And it has to kind of happen on time or it's going to be more days of shooting. So the morning is a shit show, just a shit show. And I'm snapping at Dennis and he's snapping at me. (laughs) Our production assistant is just like tiptoeing in between of like, oh my God, what is going on? How is this going to (laughs) work? And then finally we set everything up. We start laughing at something. I can't remember what it was. We start laughing at something and then just we start having fun, like realizing that actually we're in charge. Actually, there is no one standing over us like with a whip telling us to like figure this out at this time. Like we can actually take a breath, you know? And finally everything is ready and I sit down and I'm ready to shoot the first video. And I have everything scripted. I'm ready to go. And it's like, here's the moment. Here's the thing I'm doing that I've been worried about and building up and putting on this pedestal and worrying I'm going to burn out and this big commitment. I'm fulfilling it. Here we go. And I read the script and I do the whole video and then we're done. And I'm like, Dennis, I hate it. It sucks. (laughs) And he's like, what? That was really, that was beautiful. Like that was 
that was so good. And I'm like, no, no, it's bad. It sucks. No, no, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. It's just, it wasn't good. I have to make it more, I have to make it more authentic. And he's like, okay, okay, sure. Take two. Let's do it again. Even though the first one was perfect, you know, and we go again and I'm still, I have it scripted, but I'm like more ad-libbing and just looking at the talking points and whatever. So it's more alive. And then I finished the video and I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. This is not it. And then is so confused. He's like, well, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? What do you mean you hate it? I said, you know what? I need to just take a breath. I need to, we need to reset. Let's just take a breath. Can you turn all the cameras off? Like, let's just stop, stop, stop. And I close my eyes and I take a breath and I realize, hey, this thing that I'm sharing here, it is not scriptable. And I have written this script for this major thing from a place of fear, from a place of worrying that I'm not going to have good enough things to say, that I'm not going to be able to actually show up and do what I'm here to do. I wrote this whole thing out from a place of thinking that I can't do what I'm put on this planet to do, which is to share this from the heart. And of course, it's not going to feel good. Of course, it's not going to feel like this is what I'm here, that this is what this thing is. So I just, I took a breath and I said, you know what, can you just like put, put the script away, put the prompter away and I'm going to do this differently. And we restarted and he's like, okay, let's, let's see what's coming out of this. And I took a breath and I envisioned, I envisioned all of us sitting together in circle, really like closed my eyes and felt the power the same way you're listening to this podcast right now from far, far away. And I just envisioned you right here next to me, right here. You know, I could feel the presence of my people sitting next to me. And I just spoke from that place. And guess what? It was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. It was not at all what I was planning in the way I was planning to do it or exactly how I'd written things down or I didn't cover all the ideas of what I was going to say beforehand, but it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And it was this share that I, that I knew that I can only do from the present moment. And the interesting thing about that is I only am able to get to a place of sharing that like hair on your arm, standing up, goosebumpy kind of place of truth and authenticity. I can only get there from a place of pressure. <laughs> so I have this idea, this, I guess, fantasy about me somehow changing and shape-shifting and turning into a completely different person at some point and being able to, to calmly sit at my, little, at my little typewriter over several years, writing a little novel peacefully while I sip tea looking out at the lake, you know, <laughs> or being the kind of person who, who scripts something so that she has complete peace of mind and knows exactly how the next thing is going to come. And that is not me. <laughs> that has never been me. 
it is not something I know how to do. And it's probably not going to be something I ever know how to do because the magic I create, I create from a place of intensity. I create from a place of here now. And I can plan a lot of stuff so that I have peace around me, but I cannot plan the here now. I cannot sit the day before and decide what and how I'm going to say in the moment. I can't, I can't. And there is an inevitable level of anxiousness that comes along with that. And maybe it's not actually anxiousness. Maybe it's nerves. You know, it's, it's that anticipation of stepping into an unknown place of, I know I'm creating something here but I can't know exactly how I'm going to do that creating. I can't do the A to Z writing the thing out so that I can call my mind saying, yeah, I'm going to do a good job tomorrow. It can only happen from that place of not knowing. So what if instead of dreaming of and fantasizing of this other reality where all of a sudden all of my creative output is going to happen in a different way, I could actually learn to embrace my own creative process and own it and own it and trust it, you know, and that, and to just accept that it's going to be messy. It's going to be something that I have no control over that actually I can't script or plan or perfect beforehand, but there's a huge part of this where I just have to sit back in that completely unknown place and trust that the magic happens there. That in that moment, I am going to know exactly what to say and how to say it. And I have goosebumps sharing this right now because this has been such an epiphany for me today and throughout this entire week. That the thing I'm fearing from my burnout actually isn't something that I have to fear. Actually, that, that feeling of anticipation that for me has felt like anxiety before doesn't have to be anxiety anymore. It can be excitement. And if I can lean into a place of trusting myself, then whatever commitment I make for myself in the future, whether it's a teacher training or this big creative project that I'm doing right now, or writing another book or whatever it is that's going to be out there in some sort of commitment that I don't actually have to worry about that. My fear isn't the over committing myself because that's not something I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not. My fear is what if I get there and I can't do the thing, right? When actually the truth is the only way I can do the thing is through that place of pressure. The only way I know how to meet a deadline is the night before, <laughs> The only way I know how to create is from the present moment. And how fucking amazing is that? Actually, it's not something for me to create a bunch of anxiety around, but to honor and to celebrate and to be really, really proud of. And sitting here at my tea table right now, after nine hour shoot, Dennis spent 11 hours at the studio today. He's a rock star. Nine hour shoot today. I got every single thing done that I wanted to get done today. And I feel really good about everything I created today. And I'm sitting here <laughs> with my mic stand on my tea table, just feeling really proud. I'm really proud of myself. 
<laughs> I could cry. I'm so proud of myself. And I can't wait to share this creation with you. I can't wait. It's about a month away. That's just four podcasts away. Okay. It's coming really soon. If you feel excited about it, you can go to school.yogagirl.com. It's school.yogagirl.com. And you can sign up for our special, super extra little newsletter announcement. So anyone who signs up there is going to find out first. But just if you're extra extra curious, you can go to school.yogagirl.com. Um, and you'll be the first to find out. But until then, I just want to inspire in you a little bit of a contemplation around your own creative process, around how you actually make things happen, because you have your own way and your way is going to be uniquely and totally yours. It's not going to be like mine. And it's a, I think a really important part of of life to figure out how we are able to tap into our creative spirit and also to make that, to make that separation between, well, what is anxiety and what is excitement? What is overwhelm and what is commitment? Because they don't have to be all entangled in the same thing. We can actually distinguish between them and lean into the things that make us feel good about what we are putting out into the world whether that's your nine to five day job or parenting your kid or writing that book or finishing that painting. I mean, we are all in creation of something every single day. And I think we're worthy of feeling really clear and good around what it is we're creating. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for listening to this little piece of creation that I shared at my tea table right now. I appreciate you listening so, so much. And I can't wait to share and talk to you again next week. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a big thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this show. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. And if you enjoyed this episode, listen, rate, and review, follow the episodes of the Yoga Girl Podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.